Amen. That'll make you smile whether you want to or not. Make you pat your foot without thinking about it, won't it? Luke chapter 2 tonight, I uh, was sitting there thinking, I wish, I wish everybody could hear uh, the message tonight. Many folks will uh, by way of the online uh, opportunity, but I wish everybody is, uh, there's nothing like, uh, online is okay, but it's like dating your girlfriend on the telephone. I mean, it beats nothing, but it's not like being there. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, I wish everybody could experience just being here uh, for the message tonight. I'm not sure it's a great message, but I do believe it is a very, very important to truth. Verse number 19, one verse is the text verse. And one word from that verse, and then keep your Bibles as we'll look at other passages of Scripture. Uh, in the message, the Bible says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Some weeks ago, I wrote down, uh, I'd underlined the word pondered. And uh, some weeks ago, I wrote down that word pondered. I've been studying to see what all it means and how uh, we can learn from that word, uh, from the word of God. And I uh, want to give you a message tonight uh, entitled, Mary Pondered uh, All These Things. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word. Now, Lord, any shepherd wants all of the sheep to be together anytime there's a meeting. But I understand that there are times and uh, certain times of the year of travel and then there's sickness and not everyone could be here. But Lord, this truth is so important. And I pray that you'd help us to think about a message on thinking. And Lord, I pray that we would not allow the devil to control our mind and our thinking. For Lord, victory in the Christian life comes from no doubt the controlling of our mind and our thinking. And so I ask that you'd help me as I preach tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There are many characters in the Christmas story. And the Christmas story actually begins in Genesis when God declares to Satan that he would one day, his seed would bruise the head of Satan. And of course, through Jesus Christ, he came and died on the cross to pay for our sin and prove himself victorious over death, hell, and the grave. As you go through the scriptures, you'll find the prophets that talked about and prophesied about the coming of Christ. When you come to the actual Christmas story and you think of the main characters, there are about 10 that we would list as main characters in the Christmas story. Uh, certainly there is Mary and Joseph and uh, there's a lot to be learned from the lives of Mary and Joseph. They're the angels and they appear and of course specifically Gabriel who came to Mary uh, when she was concerned, she was confused, uh, uh, she was sometimes afraid and uh, Gabriel spoke to her and he told her uh, what was going on in her life and how that God had chosen her uh, to be that virgin that would give birth to uh, the baby uh, Jesus. Then there is Elizabeth. And I love the story and the relationship of Elizabeth, Elizabeth and of course her son uh, Zacharias. And uh, when she told Elizabeth uh, that she was with child, 
Do you know the first person to respond? Are you listening? The first person to respond to the news that she was going to have a baby was an unborn child. The Bible says that the baby John leaped in her womb and the excitement and of the great news of the coming of Christ. Of course, John was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. Then, of course, there were the shepherds and there's much to learn from the shepherds. The angel told them about the Christ child and they began to tell others and there are many relationships of, uh, that we have have and things that we can learn from the shepherds. There's Herod who thinks he's the king. Uh, he, there's Herod the king who thinks he's the ruler, maybe would be the best way to describe him. And he is a powerful man, but he's no more powerful uh, than the king of kings and lord of lords. And then there's Simeon and Anna. I love to read about those two and how they waited for the coming of the Lord. And I'm being careful and on purpose not going into the detail of their stories because I want to have time to preach the message tonight. And then, of course, there are the wise men. They were not there at the immediate birth of Christ, but came sometime later. Uh, maybe uh, when the child was uh, two years of age, it doesn't matter. He was a young baby. Uh, when uh, the wise men came and we learned about them uh, uh, this morning. Now, each of these played an important role in the story as it develops and as it unfolds. But I call your attention to the mind of Mary. And the Bible says in verse number 19, and I read it again, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, what does it mean to ponder? I've learned some things about this word pondering as I've read every verse in the Bible. Only one verse has the word pondered, but there are nine different uses of the word ponder in the Bible. And here's what I've learned about this word ponder. And I'm going to challenge you to ponder the will of God. And I pray that we'll learn that in the message tonight. First of all, it means very simply to think about. But that's not all. That's where it begins. It means to think about. The Bible said in Mary, pondered all these things. Second of all, it means to think thoroughly. To think thoroughly. To think over and over again to think of every aspect, to think of every emotion, of every situation, of every circumstance, of every reality, of every uh, bit of news that came. Uh, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. It is the ponderings of a mother, uh, the mother of an infant child, uh, the uh, the thinking, the thoughts of the mother. Uh, nobody spends more time uh, with the infant, with the newborn, with the child than does the mother. As many hours are spent every day looking into the face of that infant child. And if you'll put into your mind and remember uh, those of you that have children and some have infants now, and as you look at them and you caress their face and you kiss their cheeks and their 
their forehead and their nose and their ears and their neck and you kiss them everywhere and you just can't quit kissing those little babies and you ponder, you ponder about their life and you think about their life. The word pondering, the ponderings of a mother. Ponder means to keep a thought a long time. We can think about something, but it'd be a passing thought. Uh, some of us can think about something and forget what we were thinking about very fast. And so it's more than thinking, it is pondering, or it means to hold uh, that thought, to turn it over and over in your mind. To ponder means to keep a thought a long time. I think it's also interesting that it is the physician Luke that tells us of this pondering of the mother. It is what a physician's pen wrote about this mother Mary. Luke wrote the words, of course, under the direct inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that she pondered all these things in her heart. Then I want to say this, and I've written down a lot of things about this word ponder. The sixth thing I wrote down is what it says, that she pondered them in her heart. So these are deep thoughts. These are not just thinkings of the mind. These are ponderings of the heart. She's let them come into her heart. She doesn't just think, she feels what she's thinking, what she's pondering. She ponders them in her heart. The Bible also says that she kept them in her heart. That means she did not discuss all of the ponderings with others, but she quietly pondered those things, all these things in her heart. It means also that she let things develop one event after the other. Now think about Mary with me. Uh, think about this first of all. Uh, she is met by the angel and it is announced that she is with child and that is of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's that first announcement. She begins to think. She begins to ponder and then uh, she visits uh, uh, Elizabeth and the Bible says she stays there with her uh, for three months. These two young mothers to be. Uh, young ladies, uh, virgins, talking about uh, the coming of their uh, children. And so it means that she uh, let things develop and one day added to another and one event added to another. When we get to Luke chapter 2 verse 19, the baby has been born. The shepherds have been visited by the angels and word is beginning to spread. But all of this time, uh, some nine months ago, as she began to ponder and she began to think of the news uh, uh, that came from the angels and as uh, time went along and the baby grew uh, in the mother's womb and uh, time came and Joseph said, uh, we're going to have to go to Bethlehem because uh, Caesar has announced a taxation uh, and we have to go there and uh, you can imagine the announcement when he came back out of the inn and said there's no room in the inn and uh, where are we going to stay and then they had no room in the inn and the Bible says that she pondered these things that meant she took all of those events and she kept those in her mind and further she kept those in her heart now here's what I learned about pondering that was the biggest thing and I believe the most important thing. Ponder means 
to process without making a judgment. Process without making a judgment. Think about that. Ponder means to process without making a judgment. Day by day, she accepts the will of God. Day by day, she ponders. She thinks. She thinks in her heart about what God is doing in her life. Day by day, she accepts the news, whether it is good, whether it is exciting, whether it is complimentary from her cousin Elizabeth or from the priest Zacharias, or whether the news is bad, there is no room in the inn. And that she would wrap the babe in swaddling clothes, old rags, not prepared blankets and not in a bassinet or a baby's crib, but in a, a trough, if you will, a feeding trough that the animals ate from. She pondered, she kept all these things in her heart, which meant she had a process of thinking without making a judgment. Take your Bibles and go with me now to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. The message I'm preaching tonight is sometimes we need to ponder rather than judge. Sometimes we need to ponder rather than decide. Sometimes we need to ponder rather than be carried away by an emotion. Sometimes we just need to keep pondering and let God keep working and not make a decision that God is wrong or God is unjust or God is unfair, but waiting until the end of God's working and the revelation of God's will. You know what the Bible is saying about Mary as she pondered all these things in her heart? It meant that she just kept trusting God. Notice what the Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse number 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know what that is? That's judgment. That's saying, oh, I understand this. Mary didn't understand, but she accepted Mary didn't understand. She didn't have things figured out, but she pondered those things in her heart. Verse number six, in all thy ways acknowledge him. God is working in your life. Oh, I wish every member of the church could hear what I'm saying right now. In all thy ways acknowledge him. God is working when the news comes that I'm going to have a child and that is of God and that is of a conception of the Holy Spirit and a Elizabeth rejoices with me and Zacharias rejoices with me acknowledging God God is working all oh, but when there's no room are you listening to me children are you listening look at me now and 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 that is uh, acknowledging God when there's no room in the end that's acknowledging God when things don't go well the Bible says in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths Take your Bibles and go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's begin in verse number 20. The Bible says, My son, attend unto my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Now, that's impossible to do if you don't read the Bible. You can't obey something you don't know. You can't follow something. The Holy Spirit, you can't put it under your pillow. You have to put it in your head. You have to put it in your heart. Then the Bible says in verse 21, Let them not depart from thine eyes. 
Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Look at verse number 24. Put away from thee a froward mouth. That's making a judgment. And perverse lips put far from thee. You know what I'm preaching tonight? Quit judging God and start trusting God. Quit being mad at God and just say, God, you're in control. My life is yours. I'm going to trust you. She pondered these things. She kept these things in her heart. Look at verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Look at this, verse number 26. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Don't quit. Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. The Bible teaches us to trust in God. Now it's easy to preach trusting in God, but it's difficult to trust in God when word comes there's no room in the end. It's difficult to trust in God when things don't go well and things are inconvenient and things are sometimes even hurtful and painful. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She didn't criticize God. She didn't complain to God. She didn't ask everybody what in the world was going on. She just trusted God and she kept all these things in her heart day after day, week after week, month after month. And let's see how it turns out. Well, when the baby was born, she fulfilled the requirements of the law in the life of Jesus, the baby, circumcised on the eighth day. Then she offered a sin sacrifice for her own purification. She's not mad at God for all that she's gone through. She has accepted the will of God. Let's look on in her life. John chapter 2 is the first miracle of Jesus. It's at the marriage in Cana of Galilee. And you remember the story. Uh, they ran out of wine at the wedding. And Jesus said to them, I want you to uh, take these vessels and I want you to fill them up with water. That didn't make any sense to them. But his mother spoke up and she said, whatever he says to do, do it. You know what she's saying? Quit trying to figure out if it makes sense or not and just do what Jesus said. You know how she could say that? Because that's what she did. She didn't try to figure out what was going on in her life. She knew that God already had it figured out. She didn't have to figure it out. All she had to do was trust God. She kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. By the way, she is there when the Savior is crucified. There are no protests. There are no complaints. And she, as a mother of a son and a woman of faith in God, watches as her son is crucified on the cross of Calvary there at Golgotha. How in the world, Mary, can you stand there and watch that? Why, that's why her son was born. That's why he was born. He was born to die for the sins of mankind. She wasn't trying to figure things out. She was just trying to trust in God in all thy ways acknowledge him the Bible says and he shall direct thy paths Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart by the way the, uh, the, uh, the crucifixion is not the last time we hear of Mary do you know in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 14 we find Mary again you know where she is 
She is in the upper room and she's praying with those that are awaiting the coming of the Holy Spirit as was promised by the Lord Jesus recorded in John chapter 14. And Mary trusts all the way through until the day of Pentecost. The Bible talks about Mary. How in the world did she make it through the tough times? Because she just kept all those things in her heart. She trusted God. She didn't criticize God. She didn't try to figure God out. She didn't talk to others about God. She just trusted God and by day, by day, by day. And you know what? She finished her life with faith in God. We spend too much time trying to figure God out rather than just keeping these things in our heart and wondering and watching what God is doing. Take your Bibles and go with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, pondering means to think and think thoroughly. It means to think over and over again. It means to think in the day and think in the night. Pondering goes further than the mind. Pondering goes to the depths of the heart. Pondering does not discuss with others, but it keeps it in the heart. And pondering is processing uh, uh, what God is doing uh, without judgments. Uh, it, it is accepting what God is doing without saying, God is not fair, or God is wrong, or God is unjust. It's simply saying, I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust in him. Notice what the Bible says in James chapter 1. Verse number 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, which is the definition of temptations, worketh patience. <clears throat> but let patience have her perfect work, complete work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting, or the word lacking, nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're going to be in trouble if you have faith today and fear tomorrow, faith today and anger tomorrow, faith tomorrow and uh, uh, anger the next day. Mary, the Bible says, kept these things and pondered them in her heart. She let them one after another. By the way, and I, I don't mean to be critical of Joseph. I'm not trying to be critical of Joseph. But you don't read a statement like Joseph made from Mary. The Bible says Joseph he thought of putting her away privily. He didn't want folks to find out she was expecting. And they were not married. He didn't want folks to think that. And, and that's what he thought about doing. He was making judgment. He was trying to figure out what we're going to do. And what she did? She just pondered all these things and kept them in her heart. She just pondered all these things and kept them in her heart. She never complained. She never said anything to God that God was unfair. She trusted God. Pondering means to accept without judgment. I fear that in our haste, we forsake the work and the will of God. I fear that often in our haste, we are not complete as James says, let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I don't need to stop and say, wait a minute, God, stop, you're not fair. 
I need to stop when the difficulties come and look at God and say, while I don't understand, I trust you and I'm anxious to see, I'm excited to see what you're going to do as I continue to trust in you. And in every situation when bad news came, God answered the bad news and good came from it. Do you know God loves us and God desires His will in our life? Let me ask you a question. Children, children, look at me. What's God doing in your life? What's God doing in your life? Their children here, they've gone through some difficulties in life. Some have gone through a Christmas that's different than any other before. Maybe without a parent, maybe in a new home, maybe with new people, maybe with a sickness in the family, a fear and a concern of a sickness of a dad or a sickness of a mom. I want to say, ponder those things in your heart and mind. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. You don't have to figure it out. God's already got it figured out. Trust him. I say, teenager, what's God working What's he doing in your life? Ponder, ask, God, what are you doing in my life? I want to be yielded to your will. I want to know, I want to know how I can be pleasing to you. I want to learn in the difficulty. I want to learn in the time of blessing. I say tonight, let's think about what God's doing in our life. Let's not be complainers and whiners. and Let's not criticize the will of God and the working of God in our life. Ah, oh, but I say, dear friend, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You think of disappointments, you have to think of Job. The Bible says this, and Job sinned not with his lips. No doubt Job pondered what God was doing in his life. You think of heartaches. I think of Acts chapter 7 and that good man Stephen, that deacon, that preacher of the gospel. I think as Stephen is lined up, is is stood before those that are picking up the stones and they're lined up to take his life. The Bible says of Stephen, oh, the Bible says that Jesus was standing at the right hand of the Father. Some may have said, wait a minute, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Oh, but God knew what he was doing. Saul, that young man, they had taken Stephen's clothes. They could have placed them anywhere. You know where they put them? At the feet of Saul. Here's a man that hates the church. God knows what he's doing. Thank God for people like Stephen who had faith in God, not just in the time of blessing, not just in the time of prosperity, but had faith in God even in his murder's death. He trusted God and God blessed the life and death of Stephen. I think of the difficulty of changes. The disciples after the ascension of Christ and now they're left all alone, many of them being hunted. And and rather than running, they stay right in Jerusalem and they go to the upper room and they're there praying and waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit. I think of failures. 
I think of how Peter must have felt in his pride. He did not heed the warnings of the Lord Jesus. He denied that he knew the Lord Jesus. That old rooster began to crow. The Bible said Peter went out and he wept bitterly. Can I tell you, dear friend, when, they, when the Lord Jesus rose from the grave, he said, go tell the disciples and Peter that I've risen. Peter was used again. And I want to tell you, from then on, when the Lord Jesus, uh, when, when, when God would speak to his heart, he pondered those things in his heart. He didn't use his mouth. He used his mind. He used his heart. He thought, he pondered, and he trusted God. I think of the peaks and valleys of life. The psalmist say, yea, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I think of the opposition from without and from within in the book of Nehemiah and the book of Ezra. I think of the holdups, the disappointments, the changes that the children of Israel faced as they crossed all the difficulties from the Red Sea to the wilderness to all they faced. I want to say tonight, ponder what God's doing in your heart before you get mad at God. Before you quit on God, before you quit on God, think, what's God doing in my heart? Let me ask you a question. What's God doing in your life right now? Think about it. Surrender to the will of God. John's on the island of Patmos pondering what God would do in his life. What could I do on an island? But it was there that the book of Revelation was given to John. What can Paul do now locked up in jail? The Holy Spirit began to work in his mind and heart as he pondered what God was doing and he penned that wonderful book of Philippians and he wrote the words, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He had found that joy in life had nothing to do with the circumstances of life, but everything to do with faith in God. I'll tell you, we don't understand and we're not going to understand all that happens, but we'll never have victory until we say, I'm going to trust in God. Stop worrying and start pondering. You know what pondering means? It means God's up to something. I want to figure that out. We spend too much of our time trying to say, here's what I'm going to do. I get the chance. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to fix this. You know what we ought to do? We ought to just be quiet. Say, God, I can't do anything. I want you to do it. Whatever happens, I'm going to accept your will. Think of Mary. All that had happened up to Luke chapter 2, verse number 19. All these things, she kept them and pondered them in her heart. Mary finished well as a good Christian because she didn't spend her time what I'm going to do and what should be done, but she trusted in God as he worked in her life. Stand with me, if you will. There's so many illustrations in the Word of God that this can be applied to. And every person that accepted, whether it was good or whether it was tragedy, every person that accepted God working in their life, 
God used it for good and his glory. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Decide tonight that you're going to stop figuring out what you're going to do about a problem, a tragedy, a difficulty in your life, and just say, Lord, I want to yield to whatever you want to do. What are you doing in my life? Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us to learn to ponder. Think deeply in our hearts without making judgment, without leaning to our own understanding, just trusting you. 